Have you seen the ABC's takeover events happening in your state or territory? Each year we run a series of these competitions called Takeover. So high school age children in different parts of the country get a chance to tell their stories. The winners of Takeover Melbourne were announced recently and the thoughtfulness and honesty and reflection that you hear in them makes you quite hopeful about the future. Claire is one of the young people telling her story. Have a listen. In 2019, I was crawling out of severe depression on my hands and knees. After years of fighting against bullying and abuse, something in me had snapped. It was in that state of hopelessness that I did the previously unthinkable and sought help. This led to the discovery that I am autistic. Being diagnosed with autism right before the COVID-19 lockdown meant being left alone to reflect on who I am. And for the most part, that was euphoric. I felt like I'd finally found the missing piece of the puzzle, like I'd just put on glasses for the first time. I could see myself the way I was always meant to, instead of through the lens of societal norms and expectations. Finding online communities during lockdown gave me the opportunity to reach out and connect with others without worrying about how I looked and sounded. This gave me a confidence to freely express my passions with those who were equally overjoyed to share them, be it through art, video gaming, cosplay, or writing. It's honestly surreal to recall. It feels like a hazy dream, too good to be true. How just for a moment, the world looked away and I got to find out who I was when no one else was watching. For the first time ever, all the things that made me wrong and hard to be around were what people found fun and interesting about me. I learned to love and be proud of the autistic traits I'd been shamed for and made to feel self-conscious about. Now, I'm much happier and more confident. I'm excited to turn my passions into a dream career in art and game design. I realised that being yourself and finding your people is worth taking a risk. Claire, welcome to Life Matters. Hi, thank you. Hi. You spoke there about crawling out of depression and about being bullied. Was that Mm. something you were aware aware was going on at the time or did it become a bit clearer with hindsight? Um, Sort of half and half. There were times where I sort of didn't really pick up on it. I thought that was just how friendships work. But I did also realise the way I was being treated was wrong and I attributed that to like, oh, I'm just being weird and it's my fault that um, people sort of have to correct that for me or point that out to me. Um, Yeah. So was that happening a lot at school? Yeah, it happened a lot, both with people that were just in my class and with people who I considered friends at the time. So what led you to get help? What was the point where you or someone around you said, hey, I think we might need more than just uh, putting up with this? Mm. After I moved schools, um, I was still dealing with a lot of the sort of residual um, depression from having been treated that way. And I was really struggling to, I guess, talk to people, keep up with schoolwork, all of that. And it became really, really noticeable, all the traits that I'd previously been good at hiding because I was just really talkative and smart and all that. Um, and I had teachers sort of um, reaching out as well as, you know, parents who sort of pushed me to actually get professional help instead of continuing to sort of quietly push through it. And so you got your diagnosis of autism in your early teens. What changed then when when you had that that label, I guess? 
I was really relieved when I sort of found out I started smiling uncontrollably. Actually, I was worried the person who told me thought that, you know, I thought it was a joke or something. Um, I was just happy to ha finally have words for all the things that I've been experiencing that I'd previously had to brush off as just being like weird little quirks or that um, perhaps teachers had thought were me being like intentionally lazy or not, or, you know, strange in that way. Um, what kind of things, and, Claire? Because I know that you, you're into drawing. Is is that something yeah. that uh, that kind of intruded into school? Yeah, I would draw a lot during class as a way of concentrating and I would also um, talk a lot about particular interests and that was sort of seen as a bit auto-disruptive or something that I had to learn to stop or grow out of. Yeah, yeah, which is hard, isn't it, when you're interested in the mm. thing and you want to share the thing? yeah. So lockdowns hit and very soon after you got your diagnosis, as you explained in your takeover story. How how did that uh, affect you? Um, at first I was actually quite excited at the prospect of getting to sort of work from home because I could, I was like, oh, I can pace myself. I don't have to be keeping up with all the complicated social cues of like dealing with other students and teachers and expectations. Um, and it stayed that way for quite a while because I didn't have to like keep masking and like sort of acting neurotypical during the day I could just be me and get the work done how I wanted and so I mean lockdowns got under everyone's skin after a while did it change mm. eventually for you yeah there were times where it was a struggle where like I had more difficulty reaching out to people because I was going through other things at the time as well um but I think the difference was that I did actually have people to reach out to because I'd found those communities of other autistic people who I understood and felt accepted by. So how did that come about and, and how did it feel when you when you found those tribes? Um, that kind of came about just naturally after I started talking more openly online about being autistic and sort of spending a lot of time in like fan community spaces for things I liked where a lot of other people were also quite open about it. And I sort of saw it's one thing to get diagnosed and see the list of symptoms and go, oh, that's me. And it's another to actually interact with other autistic people and sort of see how it manifests for them in their daily lives and really feel like you can relate to these people. Like, oh, you know, we all get super excited about interests in a similar way and all feel equally passionate about this and that. And so I felt sort of for the first time that I could really be honest and myself and open with these people and I wouldn't get judged or ostracised for that. I read this heart-wrenching line you wrote in, in an article on the ABC site about, you know, you, you got into this habit of saying sorry every second sentence mm. for, for being who you were. How did that change when, when you started to realise that you could talk openly and, and uh, share what was going on for you with other people? Has that changed now? Yeah, I definitely apologise way less. I've, you know, I've had friends even point it out to me um, because I sort of realised there was nothing for me to apologise for. Um, people weren't annoyed with me talking about things that I loved or being really happy around them. Um, and they, you know, found joy in that as well. So what was it like going back to school physically, Claire, when the lockdowns ended? It was really strange. I remember actually being very, very nervous. I thought, I'm going to forget how to mask. I'm going to forget how to pretend to be normal. And it's going to be overwhelming having to talk to people again. But I sort of worked it out because... I, now I had this um, community that I could turn to. I had all these people who I sort of felt understood me. I, I kind of didn't feel the need to pretend to be normal or hide as much anymore. I thought it, it sort of didn't matter to me if there were people at school who thought I was weird because I knew that there was actually nothing wrong with me. And, you know, they're the weird ones for judging it. 
And some of those passions that you were able to follow up during lockdown and, and find your communities around were video gaming and cosplay and writing and drawing. What kind of projects would you like to follow up in the future? Oh, well, as I said in the story, I'd absolutely love to become a game designer. I'm super passionate about that and, um, you know, learning how games work and how to make them myself and how to tell my own stories using the art and the writing. And with cosplay, I'm just looking forward to going to even more and more conventions where I feel I can really openly be myself in that space and um meet more people who feel just as passionate about the things I love as I do. I walked past a cosplay convention recently on my way to something else in the same building building, and the joy levels amongst the people there were just extreme. It was fantastic. Claire, all the best for the future and thanks for sharing a bit more of your takeover story with us on Life Matters. Yeah, thank you for having me. Pleasure. Claire's story was part of the ABC's Takeover project. You can find out more about that by going to abc.net.au slash takeover. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.